This podcast is intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. We understand that some of our opinions will not be shared with many people and hope you can still bear with us in order to hear amazing Wisconsin-based stories. We are not licensed therapists or able to give legal advice by any means. Our show notes will provide all of our source materials included for each episode. Now Now on on to to the the show. Welcome back to All the Sins of Wisconsin. I am Fallon, and I'm here with Mims. How are you? I am doing great today. How are you doing? I'm doing great, too. Well, people are kind of annoying, but, you know. Yep. We still, that, we still keep it positive. Life. I know. I know. Here we are. I'm glad I'm not one of those people. Yeah. No. So, what's new? Any... I don't have any... Uh, true crime news. Um, everybody's obsessing about uh, the Dahmer series that just came out. Mm-hmm. So that's all people are talking about. Um, yeah. Did you watch it? I have watched, I think, three episodes. But the the thing, I like the um, the angle that they're doing on it. But I've watched and listened to and read so much Dahmer stuff that it's just kind of like beating a dead horse for me. Yeah, I didn't even watch it. Yeah, I just, I love Evan Peters. I think he's so creepy and really mm-hmm. hot, so I had <laughs> I had to watch it. And he, he does really good. Yeah. Um, but it's just so much, I don't know, I guess I've listened to it so many times that I'm just kind of like, yeah, I know that, I know that, I know that. Right. So, you know. Yeah, that's why I didn't watch it. Yeah. Like, I've been hearing about this my whole life. Exactly, yeah. But if you're an Evan peter's fan it's definitely something that you should watch Hmm. everybody's so freaked out about uh the story too because then a lot of people don't really know all the details oh and they're like i can't believe it i can't watch the whole thing i'm like you guys (laughs) the things that we've covered and like the things that we haven't even covered that we know about just is not that Dahmer wasn't awful and Mm. gross but there's next level after that. Right. And I think like the most tragic part of his story is that the police just kept letting him get away with the most mm-hmm. outrageous things. Yeah, because they didn't care about uh, the the community that was being impacted by it. Um, a, they're a minority. Well, I guess two types of minorities. They were homosexuals and they were... Uh, african-american and i think one of them was native american too so yeah i mean if it was a bunch of white dudes that i don't know or a bunch of white women they would have been more i think paying attention i agree um so it's really unfortunate because there was a lot of times that it could have been prevented yeah he should have been caught in the beginning Mm -hmm. never should have went that far Mm -hmm. and we'll get into that later okay and then um people think that the police were bad back then milwaukee police doesn't have a much better clearance right now guys <laughs> <laughs> let's start throwing shade at the beginning of the yep. episode <laughs> all right i'm not talking about crime today oh 
I'm going to kick off spooky season talking about some haunted cemeteries. It's spooky season. Yes, I love October. Yes, I me too. spooky season. I am so here for it. I'm loving the whole feel, the whole fall feel and yeah. the spookiness. Everybody's getting their spooky on and I love it. Yeah, I went apple picking. Oh, nice. Except it was like 75 degrees, so it felt different. I know. <laughs> I, I've been wanting, I've been wearing turtlenecks. Even though it's hot Even outside. though it's really hot. So I'm like sweating <laughs> a little bit. But I'm just, I can't wait for it any longer. No. Mm-mm. So if you catch me in a, in a uh, turtleneck and I'm sweating. Degrees. 70 degrees. Don't you mind me. Yeah. Oh, man. Just let me be. Just let you live your best life. <laughs> your best fall life. Yes. Okay. I, I won't judge. Thank you. You have on like the cutest fall outfit today, though. Thank you. I'm... I see. I'm ready for it. You I'm are. so ready. And you're adorable, no. as always. No. Yes. <laughs> All right. So, I am going to start today with the Dartford Cemetery. Okay. The Dartford Cemetery is located in Green Lake. Mm-hmm. And it is a very old burial ground. So, Green Lake was one of the first, like areas that people settled in wisconsin like pilgrims yeah or like native okay well there was native of course there was native americans everywhere right but then the pioneers came mm-hmm. did i call them pilgrims <laughs> <laughs> pilgrims what's the difference yeah i mean you said pioneers i'm like that sounds more right than <laughs> white people white people came over here <laughs> on their boats and shit so yeah. <laughs> fucked everything up <laughs> so they came here on their boats and yeah then they buried people Okay. So, this is located, the burial ground is located near the shore of Green Lake, and it is where a lot of pioneers were buried along with Native Americans as well. I feel like that's really weird for both to be buried in one place. Yeah, because I think what happened was the Native Americans were using the area around the lake for burial grounds to begin with. Right, okay. And then, since the pioneers had settled near the water, they just built a cemetery. Okay, that makes more sense. They just took over some shit. Like they do. Yes. Damn you, white people. (laughs) As Fallon says that. (laughs) That's my white self. Yes. (laughs) But we've talked about this multiple times, and we've claimed you in in the non-white community, so... But I have to tell you, when I say that around people that don't know me... It's so, the reactions I get is so ridiculous. Like, I I was at work, and I said something about some white people shit, and the white girls at work were looking at me like, what do you mean? (laughs) You're like, I'm not white. (laughs) I don't know how this happens. (laughs) All right, so, the Native Americans believed that Green Lake was a mystical body of water and believed that a water spirit dwelled here. They couldn't see the bottom of the lake, Mm. So, it was believed that there were spirits that lived underneath there. So, the Winnebago people, who are now Ho-Chunk, regularly gathered here to pay homage to this water spirit. And all of the Ho-Chunk people were required at some point in time to make a pilgrimage to this body of water, Hmm. at least once in their lifetime, to contact the water spirit. So, they would come here and leave burial mounds and other structures and... The shores of Green Lake used to be surrounded by these different things created by Native Americans. Okay. 
apparently they've been destroyed for tourism, but they used to be there. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. And so one of these Native Americans was Chief Highknocker, and he was named this because of the giant hat he used to wear. <laughs> and he was born on the east shore of the lake in 1820. And then he ended up dying while swimming in the nearby Poochian River. I probably said that wrong, but who knows? You're right. Um, they said it could have been a dare. He was trying to swim across the river. Oh. Some people say it was a drunken dare. Other people said he was just swimming. So uh. who knows? But right. he drowned in the river and initially he was buried on the side of the river. But then his son had him moved to Dartford Cemetery in 1930 because he loved the lake so much. Mm. And they took a boulder from the lake to create his tombstone. Oh, that's and so sweet. And a carving of him on it. Mm. And it's really pretty. But now he haunts the cemetery. Oh. <laughs> that <laughs> took a turn. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's so sweet. <laughs> I don't think he does it meanly, but a lot of visitors to the cemetery have said that they've seen a Native American chief in full ceremonial dress. Oh, wow. Which I kind of want to go see now. Yeah, that sounds pretty cool. Not like I'd be scared to death of, by seeing that. I'd be, like, righteous. Right. <laughs> and... In addition to him haunting the cemetery, there's been numerous reports of the words changing on the headstones. Ooh, see, that would creep me out. I would love to see that, though. Mm. But the, then my issue is, am I tricking myself thinking I'm seeing something, or am I actually seeing something? You have to record it. Okay, yeah, that's probably a good idea. If you're not too panicked. I'd probably be too panicked. I'll record it. Okay. I'll also record you panicking. <laughs> Oh my god, it's all recorded. <laughs> it's all recorded. And it will be on our YouTube channel. <laughs> we might get some followers, but... <laughs> but I might shit my pants, so I don't know if it's We're gonna be... definitely gonna get some followers if you do. Oh god. <laughs> we are going to be famous. And there's also been reports of what I think is the scariest kind of ghosts of all, ghost children. Oh no. Mm-hmm. And then there's a legend that says if you sit on top of a particular mausoleum at night, the ghost will push you off. So that's been um, featured on some TV shows because mm. teenagers like to go there and try to sit on top of the mausoleum and see if they get pushed off. Oh. How would you feel if you got pushed off? I would feel like it's deserved because I'm pro it's probably being taken as disrespectful and like, get the fuck off my coliseum. Like, this isn't yeah. where you should sit. So I'd be that's like, a good point. That's my bad. Yeah, that's a really good point, though. Yeah. Like, why are you on my shit? Yeah. Yeah. This is where I'm resting. Trying to rest. Yeah, I'm trying you? to rest here. Oh, teenagers, when you're trying to rest? It's the worst. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> They're probably all loud and crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And drunk. Oh, my God. And horny. Oh, my God. <laughs> It just keeps getting worse. <laughs> right. Teenagers. Oh, God. All right. And then the next one is the Nola Cemetery in Park Falls. And reports say that the first person ever buried in the cemetery was Nola Blackburn. So the cemetery was named after her. Mm. And she was young when she died. I couldn't oh. figure out what age she was, but it said she was a young child when she was, not when she was born, when she died. Mm-hmm. And now she haunts the cemetery. Okay. 
So she like owns that bitch. Yeah. Some people say like I don't feel anything. It's a very peaceful cemetery. Hmm. But others are like, no, it's not. There's a little girl haunting us. And then people that knew her before she died said she was a very kind child. So if she is haunting the cemetery, she's just being playful. And I think that maybe the the child spirit responds to the person's presence. Like, if they're, mm. like, chill, then maybe she'd be like, oh, look, at, I'm here. And if they're, like, bad people, maybe she would get a little bit more rambunctious or, like... Ooh, like a normal child. Right. Or, like, a good point. get out of here. Yeah. My thoughts. I think your thoughts are good. Thank you. And then the next one is the Forest Hill Cemetery in Wisconsin Rapids. So this cemetery has a very large baby section. Oh. Which is the worst. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a lot of reports about babies and babies crying. Oh. Like if you go over to that part of the cemetery, you can hear the babies crying. And or you can hear the voices of young children. Just mm. so freaky. Yeah. So of course I wanted to go. Yeah, you're not gonna drag me to that one. <laughs> I went. Oh you did? Yeah. When? long time ago it was a long time ago okay so it was like 12 years ago okay and i have a lot of pictures Ooh, yeah like anything that came up it was a really foggy day so okay they just look spooky but i didn't see any ghosts while i was there however mm. i had my son with me okay and he was one at the time oh and he's in the back seat in his car seat mm-hmm and we drove by the, it was me and one of my girlfriends, we drove by the baby section because we wanted to see if there's babies crying at the cemetery. Yeah. So we park there and we're trying to listen and we don't hear anything. But then suddenly my son is laughing, like giggling and talking. Oh. Having a whole conversation in baby talk and I cannot see who he's talking to. And we both looked at each other and freaked the fuck out and left. <laughs> And I tried yeah. to ask him about it as he got older, and yeah. he thinks I'm nuts. I was like, do you remember talking to baby ghosts? <laughs> yeah, I'd be like, no, I don't even remember, like, anything at one. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, you want to go back and see if you can still talk to baby ghosts? That would be cool. This is He's probably, unconvinced, probably. This is probably why my son is scared of the dark. Yeah, probably. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. So that was the freakiest thing, I think, is because I could clearly tell that he could see something that I could not see. I certainly think that babies and, and dogs, maybe animals in general, can see what we can't see. Mm-hmm. I think they can. Because right. they're not like conditioned to believe it's not there. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Or because they're still like close to it. Oh, okay. Well, wh- they what just about, came from there. What about animals, though, that are old? I don't know. Animals are just special. Yeah, they are. Like, how sometimes, like, dogs or horses can feel like if there's a storm coming. Like, that's it's pretty crazy. It is. I can do that, too. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> my superpower, too. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. All right. And then... My next one is the Tabernacle Cemetery in Waukesha. If anybody has any stories from here, I want to hear them. Because this cemetery is so haunted that they closed it down. Mm. I'm not sure that's the real reason that they closed it down. But reports say that 
it's it's so well known for its hauntings that it's no longer open to the public. Oh, okay. Maybe just a I don't lot know of if people just coming. Too many there? people were coming and vandalism. Right. Which sucks. But it says as soon as you pull up to the entrance, you start seeing flashing lights and things. Ooh. Yeah, and some people that have went there have said there is a lot of fireflies in the oh. area, so it probably just gives it kind of a spooky feel right. at night, and there's, like, light flashing everywhere. <laughs> right. Maybe that helps you see the ghosts. I don't know. But if anybody has any stories from there, I definitely want to hear them, because that's pretty crazy. Yeah, definitely. And... Then we have the Forest Home Cemetery in Milwaukee. And this cemetery in Milwaukee is one of the biggest cemeteries. And it's been there since 1850. And it is located over an ancient Native American burial ground. Why do we keep doing this? I have a problem with that. (laughs) I also have a problem with that. Are we burying people over other people? Yeah, and like... The resting place of Native Americans is very sacred and spiritual to them, and as it mean as it should be, like mm-hmm. anywhere that you bury somebody that you love, no matter wh- who you are, what religion or whatever, it's very sentimental to right. you. Or I mean, if you love that person, yeah. So y- you're kind of just pissing on their graves, figuratively and literally, because you are saying our people are more important so we're just gonna bury our people over your people right so well and then what happens is you get a lot of hauntings yeah because it's just feuds among the ghosts and yeah and i get it yeah (laughs) i would be mad i'd be mad too i was just trying to rest yeah i got some random people on top of me Mm mm-hmm yuck yeah I, I, I don't like want to be buried anyways. No, I want to be, um, what is it called? Human, human harvested or something like that. It's like, Do we're going to go to the body farm. I don't know if that's entirely what it is, <laughs> but it's you, I forget what it is, but you get buried without a casket. Um, so that, you know, you're feeding into the earth mm. and, yeah, you're you're not just in a in a box where there's things that shouldn't be in like the earth's nutrients within that barrier. So they just throw you in the ground? Essentially, yeah. I think it's well, human something. If you guys know, feel free to correct us or correct me because I know it's something and it's like fairly new. Uh my cousin's or my cousin's my husband's cousin uh is a mortician and she okay. told me about it and I'm like that seems very interesting, and it seems like the least amount of harm that I could do. I, I guess besides donating my body to science, but who the fuck wants this? And, well, and I don't want to get well, raped. <laughs> Just saying. I don't want to get raped. No. When you said uh, human something, I thought you were talking about the body farm, and they, like, put you... You know about the body farms? No. So they have body farms so they can test like different stages of decomposition and Oh yes, I know what you're talking about. So if about. you donate your body to them, they do that with you. Okay. And then they just come and look at you all the time and then serial killers go there and they bury extra people there. 
at least on criminal minds. Right. <laughs> that does make sense, though. I mean, it's it's pretty genius. Right. Human something. Human something. Um, once I find out what I'm talking about, I will too, share it next time. Too many people keep dying, so I keep thinking about these weird things. Yeah, because apparently when you get cremated, that's even worse for pollution-wise. Really? Uh, yeah. So I wanted to go that way, but then... I was told that, so I'm like, ah, shit. Like, I don't want to cause any harm when I'm already dead. Yeah, but I don't want anybody touching me when I'm dead. Yeah, just throw me in the trash, God. (laughs) (laughs) Can you throw me in the water? I guess, I mean, you'd probably get eaten by sharks or something. That that might be okay. Yeah, I mean, just the cycle of life. I don't want people looking at me when I'm dead, though. I have a real thing about this. Mm. (laughs) Hmm. I don't get it. <laughs> like, no open caskets for me. I'm saying that publicly, so if I die, everybody okay. knows. <laughs> I'll, I'll jot that down. So is it, like, a, you're self-conscious or, like, or, or if you... I hate seeing dead people. Oh. What if we make you all beautiful and... No. Nothing? No. Ball gown? No. No, okay. Picture boards. Picture boards, okay. Yeah, I like that. That's it. Okay. Because me personally, when I see people when they're dead, then mm-hmm. that's the image that's stuck in my brain forever. I can't get it out. Right. That's the last image you have of them, too. Yeah. Yeah. And it doesn't leave. Right. Yeah. I don't know if everybody's brain works like this. But. No, I think that's true because the last memory that I have of my friend's father who passed away and I was like 14, I still have that image of him and I, I knew him for a long time. So that was the yeah. last one. And it really sucks, so I get it. I hate that. Yeah. So, yeah, we won't be doing any of that. Okay, no open casket. Got it. Got it. Okay. I think I'm done. <laughs> okay, so we went on a whole tangent. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, that's good. Okay. That's what we're here for. Are you ready? Um, no. This is the Jeffrey Dahmer month for me. You're going the spooky route, and I will be yes. going down rabbit hole after rabbit hole until we reach Jeffrey's story. So this week I'm doing Jesse Anderson <clears throat> and I'm you'll figure out how this ties into his story. Okay. But I got my sources from Wikipedia, Cinemaholic, and the New York Post. So this man, Jesse Anderson, was born on May 3rd, 1957 in Alton, Illinois. He had a relatively normal life besides the fact that his father died of a heart attack when he was a teenager. Sucks. Yeah. Um, His mother remarried and life went on for him. So nothing really... Not that that's not traumatic. I'm sure that was really awful, but Mm -hmm. pretty much normal. Yeah. So he attended Alton High School and graduated in 1975, and he went off to college to Elmhurst College where he pursued and received a degree in business administration. He then met his wife, Deborah Ann Elkert, in 1980, but that marriage quickly ended in 1984. It's only Mm. four years. Not very long. No, but that didn't stop him in his pursuit for love. No, we don't like this guy. Oh. Yeah. But I like love. Yeah, we do like, oh, but this is going to make you sad, so. Okay. When he remarried on March 30th, 1985, to Barbara Lynch in Chicago, Illinois, my hometown, hey, hey. 
They relocated to Cedarburg, Wisconsin with their three young children. They presented themselves as a typical American family, nothing out of the ordinary. Uh, Jesse was an affluent salesman and the treasurer of the Lions Club and even volunteered at the Divine Word Catholic Church. But as we all know, no marriage, relationship, or family is perfect, even if you go to church. Yeah. On April 21st, 1992, it seemed to be like any other day, Jesse and Barbara went out on a cute date. They started their night off by going to TGI Fridays, <laughs> uh, right by the Northridge Mall in Milwaukee. But what nobody expected to come from a nice outing for two parents turned deadly. Right after dinner, literally in the TGI Fridays parking lot, like, shit goes down in the parking lot, apparently. Wow. Jesse stabbed Barbara five times in the face, four times in the chest, and 20 times overall. Why did he bring her to dinner first? I don't know. Could you imagine sitting through dinner and planning you to a, kill someone? You had, you know, drinks, some burgers, maybe shared a cheesecake, and then you yeah. go and stab somebody like in the parking in lot? In the parking lot. What is wrong with you? They once had a bad dinner conversation. (laughs) (laughs) So he also stabbed himself three times in the chest to make it seem like he was also attacked. Um, Police came up upon the scene in the parking lot and found both Barbara and Jesse lying on the ground. They transported Barbara and Jesse to a hospital and she was only able to hang on for two days in a coma and then unfortunately died. When questioned by police, Jesse grossly blamed two black men for the attack. Of course he did. He showed police an L.A. Clippers basketball cap that he claimed was left behind by the killers. So his reasoning for the L.A. Clippers hat was based on his logic that all L.A. Clipper fans are black. Oh, I didn't know that. (laughs) Um, but after some investigating, police determined that Jesse was the one who purchased the hat from a university student a few days before Barbara's attack. So that was clearly planned out. Mm-hmm. And after more investigating, it was found that the red-handled knife that was used to stab Barbara 21 times was also, or was actually sold a few days before to Jesse at a military surplus store. That was the only store in Milwaukee that sold that kind of specific knife. Hmm. So, you're not doing yourself any favors. No, he's not doing great right now. Due to all of this, the police was like, yeah, no, your black eyes bogus story is not working on us, and it's time to look at the only person that would actually have a motive to kill Barbara. Not some random people. Right. On April 29th, 1982, Jesse was officially arrested and charged with Barbara's heinous death. His trial started on August 13th, 1992, and it was pretty open and shut. Jesse was found guilty and sentenced to life in prison with no chance of parole for 60 years. And he was then taken to Columbia Correctional Institute to serve his time. So, on... The morning of November 28th, 1994, so he's basically there two years. Mm-hmm. While in prison, uh, things took a turn. Uh, let's just say a little prison justice. Jesse Anderson and serial killer Jeffrey Dahmer 
were all alone while cleaning a restroom at the prison gymnasium with a fellow inmate, Christopher Scarver. Christopher made a comment that he was disgusted by a newspaper article that read details of Jeffrey's crimes against black people at, and that was offensive to him because he was a black man. Mm-hmm. Christopher was also upset on who Jesse blamed the death of his wife. And Jesse clearly killed his wife and made racist allegations against mysterious black men. Right. Jesse apparently also vandalized a picture of Martin Luther King Jr. while in prison. The picture was hanging to dry in the arts and crafts room, and Jesse went in and painted a blood dot on the forehead representing a bullet hole wound. Oh, wow. So he's very classy. Mm Mm-hmm. So, Jesse was clearly a racist fuck, and Christopher was not having any of it. He confronted Jeffrey and Jesse in the gym and was not about to back down. Uh, Christopher took a steel bar from the weight room, followed Jeffrey to the locker room, and struck him in the head. And if you guys didn't know that, I'm very sorry. (laughs) (laughs) And then tracked Jesse down and bludgeoned him as well. He was taken to the University of Wisconsin Hospital in Madison. Jesse died two days later, just like his wife. Jesse was beaten viciously with an object and then died from the attack two days after, just like Barbara, by medical physicians taking him off life support. They're like, fuck this guy. (laughs) So, we all know that prison justice is a thing, and it was clearly exercised in this case, Mm -hmm. and I'm kind of not mad about it. Uh, because of both Jeffrey's and Jesse's background, Christopher took offense and ended their lives. And I actually would like to know what your opinion is on him taking that into his own hands. You want to know my opinion? Yeah. I don't blame him. <clears throat> no, maybe. Is he not. already doing life anyways? So, um, that actually leads me to next week's story because okay. I will be doing Christopher Scarver. So I oh, can. Yeah. I want to know more about his background because yeah. I don't know that part. Yeah, so we're going to go through the whole uh, just chain of events like that happens. Yes. Oh, everything. I love this take on it. Yay. It's different. Yay. I'm glad you like it. Yeah. It's very interesting. So, yeah, that is... Because I didn't know he killed somebody else. During? At, yeah, at the same time. Yeah. I yeah. didn't either until I'm like, let's just sit down and do Dahmer for a whole month. And then I'm like, I really do need a whole month because there's so many things that happened not only Jeffrey's crimes, but what happened to him, and then what happened while what, what was happening to him. Like, mm-hmm. it's just a lot. It is a lot. And obviously, I'm going to dedicate a lot to the victims, because I don't feel like a lot of it was dedicated to victims, just a lot of Dahmer stories. Yeah, just, like, so sensationalized. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it's it's all about the victims. It's all about the people that lost their lives. Right. So... That is a story of Jesse Anderson, and that will lead us into Christopher Scarver next week. Awesome. Great job. Thank you. All right. We love you guys. We love you. Bye. Bye. All the Sins of Wisconsin was written, recorded, edited, and produced by Fallon and Mims. Thank you so much to all of our listeners, supporters, friends, and family that continually allow us to do what we love. 
If you love our show as much as we love you, please give us a glowing rating and review. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram to see what we are up to and email us your sinner tales at all the sins of wi at gmail.com. Episodes of All the Sins of Wisconsin are available for free wherever you listen to podcasts. And don't, don't forget, forget, we love you. Love you.